everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here again with Rob Henderson, and we're talking, going to talk about a movie that I've seen get a lot of attention and get people really like it called The Northman. Um, Rob, how are you doing today? We're good, Richard. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, this was, this is like, a, how's this movie doing at the box office? Is it getting a lot of attention? Um, I don't actually know. I, um, I've heard mixed responses, so I know it's doing really well with the critics in the audience and, you know, sort of getting rave reviews, but I actually don't know how it's doing, uh, financially. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I've heard that it's, it's had more mainstream success than the other films by the director, Robert Eggers. You know, he directed The Witch in 2016, uh-huh. I think. And then he also did uh, The Lighthouse in 2019. And apparently this movie did better than those two, but it also had a much larger budget. So I'm not sure okay. if it's uh, recuperating. So so, uh, so it's number 10 uh, okay. this week yeah, uh, as, of May tw- or as of May 20th. And it says it's down 40%. So it must have been uh, before uh, May 20, a previous chart. Okay, okay, so here's a, the number. Here's the thing. Oh, no, I see. see what, so well, at least Wikipedia says it broke even theatrically. So... I don't okay, know. So that's it was, one of those kind of uh, a mixed mixed success, right? Where like the people, the, the audience loves it, but it doesn't make much money. Yeah. So it was. It was. It looks like its peak was fourth, uh, the fourth biggest movie in the country. Sonic the Hedgehog. I thought I saw Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, come on, I don't want to watch it. Sonic the Hedgehog. It's not a, a story with a lot of depth. I, I imagine. Uh, and then um, yeah, is it like I, action? Is it a cartoon? I don't even well, know. Jim, what this Jim Carrey is the mustachioed guy. You know who? What's that guy's name? The, uh, the villain. Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, that's Jim Carrey. You haven't seen the bar? I've seen the. I saw it on a, like a billboard. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it on a on an ad on a bus. Like, wasn't that like two years ago though? I don't know. COVID ruined like my whole sense of time now. No, so. no, it's, it's happening. It's happening now. I, I I saw the yeah, I saw the ad not that long ago. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this is a movie that you know uh, people really liked. I. I liked it too. Um, spoilers for everyone. You can go watch it on Amazon Prime if you're like me and you find it difficult to get to a movie theater these days. Um, if you can, I recommend I, it. I saw it in a theater and it was really good. This is like yeah, one of those that's worth it for the big screen. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that too. And then I, I wanted to go see it on the big screen, but then you know, family, you know, stuff. That, some things you can't do. Uh, but yeah, okay. So what? I mean, if you're like in my situation, it's hard to get to a movie theater. Uh, you can. You have that option at least. Um, <laughs> And I saw a lot of people liked it. I mean, I, I saw that like a lot of um, uh, like anti woke people were like really into it. That a lot of the, uh, I think this is how I, hmm. I heard of it. Uh, there was uh, you know this guy Indian Bronson on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've I've met Indian before. He's he's a good dude. Yeah, I've also met Indian. Uh, he's yeah, he's a nice guy, and he's um, you know he's got a I think he's got a movie review. I just saw the the title. I didn't I didn't read the review. Um, but um, yeah, spoilers here. So you know, like as always, we we, we like to talk freely. Um, so Rob, what did you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I well, it was interesting. I mean, I, I saw the ads for it, um, you know, walking around, and then occasionally they'll pop up somewhere. And I thought it was just sort of your run of the mill. Oh, like another Viking movie. You know, I, I never got into any of the Viking stuff. Like, you know, isn't there a show called Vikings? I never watched it. I was just not that interested in it. I didn't even like the Thor movies that much. I watched the first one. It was okay. So like that whole, I guess, genre was never appealing to me. But I did hear like just sort of secondhand that this movie was interesting and it was getting good reviews. But, you know, I'm always a little suspicious now when critics like a movie, right? My immediate response is sort of like, what are their motives for liking it? What are, you know, are there there an ideology underneath it? But then you said that it was, you know, something that you were interested in. So I decided to go check it out. It was it was way better than I expected. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it was it was very interesting to see sort of the um, the allusions to uh, prior literary works. I mean, I, I made this joke to you. I DM'd you like this just looks like I watched the trailer. I was like, this just looks like The Lion King. But The Lion King is based on Hamlet. Right. So like this movie, you can clearly see the um, the inspiration from 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 Hamlet and the uh, the name of the protagonist in the movie. Omelette is an anagram of Hamlet. Uh, yeah. So I think it's paying homage to that or I don't know. I've also read somewhere that like even even this Viking story, like Hamlet itself, the play Hamlet is based on an old Viking story. So there's sort of this mm-hmm. loop there. Um, but yeah, I thought the the whole movie was great. It had this sort of a somewhat conventional plot, but some interesting twists, too, that yeah. you wouldn't necessarily anticipate. Yeah, the. Yeah, I thought of, I thought I thought of the Lion King analogy too. I didn't see the preview, but I was watch as I was watching the movie. Uh, even the 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 uncle looks like Scar. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He? He looks, he's like, yeah. So Scar is like he's got like these sharp features, and he's got like black hair with like gray in it, sort of. Um, yeah, I'm like, oh, it's like it's like exactly like King, and and you know the son. He's like almost like Emleth is like Simba, sort of. You know, he's very blonde yeah, yeah. and sort of you know you know and young father, and right? Like, the father uh, played played by Ethan Hawke, right? Uh, uh, was it Orvindale or something? King Orvindale. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, he has sort of lighter hair, lighter lighter uh, features, and yeah, there. I think that I, I mean I don't know if it was intentional about, it, but you could still see sort of the the similarities between between this and and, and the Lion King. But yeah, so um, here's where yeah, so here's where I thought the plot was going, and you tell me mm. if you thought the plot was going the same way. I thought it was gonna be. Um, he gets to, um, he, you know, he's, he go, goes to like, you know, kill a uh, Fjordal and his, and, and the, the, the twist is going to be his mom doesn't want him to, uh, Gurdun. Um, that's mm. the, uh, that's the mom. And she's going to be like, you know, she's fallen in love with Fjordal. Um, and like, and, you know, and so it's foreshadows us a little bit where Olga's like, Oh, what are you gonna do? And he's like, Oh, he's like, don't worry about it. You know, she, she's just pretending to love him. So I thought they were setting us up for that, but that's not what happened. Did you have the same thought as you were watching? Yeah, something interesting going on there, like right at the beginning of the movie, which I, I remember seeing it and, you know, this is just, uh, I guess the sort of, uh, you know, if, if you close watch a movie versus sort of casually watch it, you know, I, I watched it and I was, I was sort of, uh, you know, I, I guess I didn't watch it as close as I should have, but my girlfriend noticed something in the very beginning. So afterwards, she and I were talking about it and she said that, um, the very beginning of the movie. And as I thought back, I, I remembered this scene where, um, so the boy, right. Uh, Omleth, he sees his father, uh, uh, you know, arriving on the ships and then he bursts into the room uh his mother's room and says you know oh father's here something like that and then the mother doesn't respond uh with 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 joy she sort of uh uh, chastises him you know saying something like you know you didn't announce when you entered these quarters or something like she's clearly unhappy uh seeing seeing him and then uh then later on uh this is still sort of in the beginning of the movie when uh, uh willem dafoe's character the fool uh makes a joke about the queen uh, the, it was the, the, uh, Fjolner, the uncle sort of responds, uh, like, like, how dare you speak to the queen that way? And so you could tell like early on, there's something going on there where, um, like the queen is not maybe necessarily happy in her marriage. And the brother is sort of def- defending the queen's honor. It was actually the King Orvindil who, who told his, you know, the brother to say, Hey, calm down. It's the fool. He's just yeah. making a joke kind of thing. So I think the, the movie is trying to foreshadow that something's going on here, but I, I didn't really fully pick up on all of this in the beginning. I thought it was going to be 
a very conventional plot. That was what I was anticipating was like, oh, he's going to go away. He's going to come back and avenge. And the mom's going to like greet him with open arms. Like, oh, my long lost son, I'm so happy to see you and, and rescue me from this evil, you know, like sort of like Scar, right? Like the whole Lion King thing. Thank you for rescuing me from this evil tyrant. But it didn't quite go in that direction. So you thought that it would be like, you know, she would be thankful. I thought she wouldn't be thankful, but I didn't think she like, you know, masterminded all the, all the whole thing. I, you know, I, I, I thought it would be, that would be the complexity. It wouldn't be like, you know, she was just, you know, evil. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I was very much expecting a, a sort of conventional plot, uh, until, until, yeah, I started to re- rethink more about what had happened before, um, in the beginning of the scene where they, they were sort of gently foreshadowing that things are a little bit more complicated than things let on. And, you know, later on, so, so, right. I mean, like, so, the, so in the beginning of the plot, right, like the, 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 after they go through the whole spiritual ritual with, uh, the king and the boy and the fool, uh, which I thought was really cool, you know, like like this sort of um, harkening back to like mysticism and 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 the sort of um, I don't know this sort of metaphysical like uh, trances and all those. Things. I thought that was really an interesting scene. Uh, and then yeah, oh, the so, where they become wolves. Yeah, where they become wolves and and yeah, like that whole sort of um, uh, connecting with your sort of animal spirit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then what the 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 uncle right goes after the father at that point they attack him and then they they go after the boy who escapes and they they then they carry away the mom this was interesting right so they carried away gudrun and she seems to be screaming maniacally like like scared um but then later right during during the sort of plot twist she claims that she was actually laughing did did you buy i don't know there's something off about that i have a i have a theory about um, first of all, let me respond to your uh, thing about the foreshadowing at the beginning. I I didn't take it like that, and I still sort of don't take it. So I thought Fjordo he got mad at the jester. I thought what they were what they were trying to do there was like, you know, they were like I guess uh, Fjordo was coming from somewhere else, and uh, uh, you know his brother or whatever uh, uh, Arvindel like it's like a civil they're like civilized people. So it's like oh they have a court jester they get what a court jester is. Well this guy like he was like Fjorda was like he'd never seen a court jester. He didn't get. He just thought like this guy was talking about his dick like in front of the in front of the queen. So that's what I that's what I took it as. Um, mm. And then the the part at the beginning you didn't announce. Yeah maybe that's something. Yeah I, I don't know what what exactly that was. But my theory yeah about the so my theory so the uh, you, you know she says to uh, she says to um, Amleth. Yeah, I planned the whole thing. I wanted him to kill your father, and I wanted him to kill you. And oh yeah, I was laughing. I, I don't believe. I don't believe that. I you know I I believed that she maybe told herself that story um, after. Or, you know, maybe she was trying to get rid of him and protect him, or maybe she told herself that story and then like came to believe it later on. And, be- and because hmm. when she says I was laughing, like, yeah, clearly that's not the case. Like we saw that, and we can ver- we can verify that as false. And like you know, the whole village was there. Like it wouldn't like you know like, she would you know. Um, and so that doesn't make sense. Yeah, why and- would she need to be carried away too? Right, like if the king is dead. Um, why would he need to like grab her and like seize her? Right. Like why wouldn't she just sort of walk with him away? Yeah. Unless, like- unless it was sort of triumphant, right? Like, yeah, the King is dead. And like, he picks her up and she's laughing and they're going to go have sex or something. Like there was some, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a little, yeah. I, I, I kind of wondered that too. Like, was she, was she, you know, either intentionally or, or maybe, maybe just unconsciously sort of misremembering what had happened in part to to protect her 
husband who maybe she now loves. Like maybe at the time she was freaked out, but now they're in love. And it's been however many you know, decades later, they're married, they have two sons. And so maybe she's trying to convince uh, Omelette have, that like, son, don't kill these that people. Older guy, what, that older guy, I don't think was her son. Oh, it wasn't her, but it was, it was Fjolner's son, right? Yeah. The older one. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Is that right? Yeah, that makes sense because I guess the amount of time that had passed wouldn't necessarily make sense, but, but yeah, I mean her, her stepson or whatever. So, okay. Yeah. Maybe she was just trying to protect her family by telling Omelette the story, this sort of, um, uh, you know, this, this retconning of history of, of what had really happened versus the way she wants to remember it or, or trying to persuade him that, that things had gone down differently than he remembered. But I found it interesting because like, if that's true, then the movie becomes like way more sophisticated and, and interesting in that from Amla's point of view, he's, you know, he's you know, taking on that sort of uh, heroic role of, of going to kill the evil tyrannical uncle and rescuing his mother in the village from this evil king or something and but 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 from from uh his mother gudrun's point of view like you know she describes how she was taken as a slave right like she reveals her like branded mark on her chest and how the king had raped her and how amleth was conceived in in a rape and so from her point of view she's like i finally got rid of my rapist and the sort of spawn of that unfortunate interaction. And then like years later, he comes back and murders her husband and her two sons, or, you know, the son and like, you know, like wrecks the village. Right. Like, so from her perspective, this is like a nightmare. Like, yeah, is a nightmare to her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He kills. Um, yeah. He, well, you, the interesting when he kills his mom, you wish you go, thank you. Her, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, maybe he wanted, maybe she wanted him to, you know, kill that. Yeah. So you think about this woman's life. So she was taken as a slave once taken by one king kill, you know, he's killed. She's taken a slave. This, this happens, this happens like, you know, multiple times in her life and she must be going, you know, she must like have some trauma and ways to deal with, deal with this. Um, and then he kills her and she's like, you know, thank you. Know, just thank you. Like uh, my life was sucked so much. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, you know, so it's you just bizarre. Yeah, you can't believe well, her. She might have wanted to die at that point, right? Because after Amleth killed her boy and is clearly about to kill her husband or or at least like, you know, attempt to, maybe she wanted to die after that like cuz she had a fucked up life, right? Like well, literally her like, husband died, her she thinks her boy is dead and then and now her other son is dead and now her other husband's about to die like <laughs> Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty intense. But I, I, I thought of her sort of as inspired by it. Like she's sort of like a Lady Macbeth character, you know, the sort of evil queen. Uh, is is the is the mother Gurdon? Is she killed before or after her son? In that scene, I thought. Oh, oh man. Okay, maybe I'm getting the. Yeah, yeah he the kills the wife first. I'm looking at the Wikipedia he page. First? Yeah, he kills oh, the. Okay. He says he kills her first. Oh, that's and then weird. Then that she would say thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Her, yeah. It's not because he killed her son, and then the son comes mm. in, jumps on his back, and he like accidentally just like slashes. Oh, her. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he kills her first, and then the son jumps and stabs him repeatedly in the back. So. Yeah. Yep. That's Ex right. Yeah. Exactly. And then Fjord just comes in, dignified way. I will meet you at the, <laughs> the gates <laughs> of like hell. <laughs> just like that was probably the most silly part of the. You know, that the final scene was actually pretty ridiculous. Like the whole thing yeah. had been, it had maintained this interesting line between like realism and, and like sort of drifting into the fantastical, right? Like there are some scenes where you're not sure they're real or, 
I guess you're you're meant to take them as as like uh, sort of ambiguous, right? Like when he's injured and he's carried on the horse by uh, Olga, right? The the, the blonde girl, the the Slav, who he falls in love with. You know, there's this scene where you know you can't tell if he's unconscious or if he's dreaming or what's going on, but you know he's like on a winged horse flying to the gates of Valhalla, and she like looks like some kind of demigoddess. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was an interesting scene. Like, I and mean, there there are a few of those where, like, sort of the mystical enters it, like the 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 tree of the gods and those kinds of things, right? Yeah. Where you know yes. the movie is sort of grounded in in something that could be you know some somewhat realistic, but but it drifts into the but but the final scene was like I don't know these like he should have bled out by that like way before that. Uh, yeah, there's there, there's a little bit bit of a. Uh, uh, you mean he should have bled out before the uh, uh, yeah before. suspension of disbelief there. I mean, the, the little kid stabbed him in the back like eight times. You know, I know they were sort of shallow cuts, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You can't get stabbed in the back eight times and not treat those huh. wounds. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's right. The kid stabbed him. You're right. And then he goes and then he has the the sword fight, which was an awesome scene. I mean, it was an awesome scene. And then, like, you know, I it, like I remember how I processed it. Like, I processed the head coming off first, then I did Emleth get stabbed. Um, mm. So I remember that moment. There was a split second, like, oh, he just cut off. I'm like, oh wait, no, he's dead too. Um, yeah. How, do you remember how you processed it? I mean, I thought it was like a simultaneous, like yeah, like yeah, both yeah. of them basically uh, killed the other at the same time, um, which I thought was fitting, right? Like I, I sort of knew like when they arrived at the you know the the gates of hell in this uh, erupting volcano. But there's no way Omelette's going to survive. Like, he should have died before that, but fine. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that he's here to, to, to play out the climax of the film or the final scene. Um, so I knew at that point he wasn't going to live. And I like the way they did that, right? Where it was a sort of a, 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 like a mutual death where he kills his enemy. He, what, like he sort of breaks the cycle, I guess. Like part of the, re- remember he has this scene where he didn't even have to do this, right? Like he, <laughs> he had the chance yeah. to escape with his, uh, his uh, love interest, Olga, who is pregnant with twins? Somehow they know this that she has twins, or you know, at least like he guesses. The girl, the girl will be the will be a maiden king. Right? Yeah, and then he he leaps off the boat as they're going away in order to to fulfill this prophecy. Um, and so so yeah, I mean, so 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 once that yeah, and then at the end he sort of dies and and sort of uh, accepts that like okay he kills Fjolnir. Fjolnir's never going to go and like look for him or look for his, um, you know, his uh, look for Olga and his his children and, and murder them. So he sort of got what he wanted. It was this, you know, bittersweet ending. Yeah, I think it would have been brave to like let's have Fjolnir just kill him. Like you know, Fjolnir, it's funny because he's like he's he's not Scar because Scar is pure evil and he even starves the hyenas and you know he's just like he, there's nothing good about. <laughs> Fjorder, you don't know. Like, you know, he's yeah. He doesn't I mean, do like, anything evil, right? Like, what does he actually do that's evil in the movie? He kills his brother and takes his wife. I guess if you know, if we're interpretation. Well, is- okay, but 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 again, like assuming that what the what um, Gudrun said is yeah. true. She hated the king, and the king raped her, and she was a slave, and all you know, right? So, like, you know, if if you look at it from that perspective, you could argue that Fjolnir was a you know at least not a bad guy. He sort of saved well, this woman no. from the, the this you know this bad guy. He did some other things too. He first of all, he killed the um, the the the, sh- the shaman or whatever the guy. Remember, remember, uh, he killed the the guy. Well, for 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 dishonoring the queen, right, or oh. for disrespecting the queen. That's you yeah, know what? what's sort of my interpretation, Wait, right? How did the guy disrespect the queen? The fool in the beginning, right? You're talking about the fool, uh, the no, the, the jester. 
the, the, the priest, the one who's in the, the basement who does the uh, who does the um, who does the ritual where they become wolves. Uh, is this a different guy? I, uh, this is the guy from the very beginning, right? Willem Dafoe's character, or is it a different character? No, no. So you, you, we talked about the scene where the uh, yeah. Amleth and they go down, and like the that priest who was there with them. Okay. Fyodor killed that guy, and then his, and then when Fyodor goes, and then when Amleth goes back, uh, the guy, the new guy who's there, has the skull of the guy, and he says Fyodor killed him. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that that's uh, it's it's the same guy. The jester slash oh, fool is guy. also the 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 priest. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. Willem <laughs> Dafoe is is both. He plays both of the. I mean, he's like the jester slash I don't know sorcerer or something. But but yeah, uh, I mean yeah, that's like you know whatever. It was bad that he killed him, but I guess from his perspective, he was he was doing it to avenge the queen's honor or something. I mean, I. I, I yeah, I, I I guess it was sort of ambiguous, right? Like I think it was the movie was taking different perspectives. Like, there's they, no pure like evil or good person. Were they played with, by the same guy or are they different the same character? Yeah, they were both played by Willem Dafoe, right? Like you're you're thinking of yeah the 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 sort of sorcerer guy. They take his head. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's the same guy. But were they the same character? They were the same, same. character. I th- I thought so. Well, okay. Now you're now I'm second guessing myself. I think it was because of yeah. the cast in Wikipedia. They say w- William Defoe as Hemir the Fool. Now I think his role as a priest was bigger than. Uh, I think he was both. I thought he played like sort of uh, like, like a sh- yeah, just like a shaman just slash fool. Yeah, I thought uh, so. Like sort okay. of a, a, a witch doctor. I don't know something like that. Um, uh, so so yeah, I mean anyway, the, I, I just thought that. Uh, oh okay, you're, no, you're right. You're completely right. Wikipedia. Yeah. They too participate in a spiritual f- ceremony overseen by Arvindil's jester Hemel. Okay, so the jester yeah, is yeah. the. <laughs> I did not know yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, sort of a uh, like this this comical figure who also has a connection to the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, so so I just thought that like n- one of the reasons why I thought this movie was was a little bit more complex and sophisticated than like a lot of these kinds of movies is that you know you can sort of make an argument for each character being both good or evil um, depending on whose perspective you take because from Amla's perspective like he's the protagonist so you're naturally going to take his point of view um, and you think like the whole time you're on his side right like when he's especially at the very beginning as a little boy he's like rowing his boat and he's like you know I'll, I'll what avenge you mother kill like what kill avenge the mother save the whatever and then and then kill Fulner. and then yeah. um and you're like yeah you're right there with him but then you know later like once the mother sort of explains her point of view and yeah it gets a little bit more complicated than that um one thing that I was a little confused by was like the, and this may just be nitpicky, was like the times, like the timeline, because mm. like how old was Amleth as a little boy in the beginning of the movie? Like nine or ten? You know, maybe, I, no, maybe a little. I thought he was a little older. I would have said twelve or something. Got twelve. Know, okay, yeah. so he's like twelve, and then it doesn't specify how much time has passed. Now I, I read like some other. Uh, articles about the movie and like some of them don't specify some of them say 20 years have passed and i was thinking to myself like okay so 20 years have passed um omelith is 30 32 maybe something like that which okay like alexander skarsgård in real life is 45 but i guess like you know if you don't look too closely he could pass for 30 or 32 
But then what about uh, Fjolner? Like, isn't he going to be like an old man by this point? Did you buy that he was sort of like this, like a, like a, a serious physical challenge to Omelette? I don't, know why, I don't know why you would think it would be 20 years. Because it, how old is the, uh, okay, I forget about the other son. He could have he been a concubine or something. Um, that, that didn't mean anything. Um, but, um, you know, I thought the, I thought Omelette could have been in his, I thought he could have been in his, 20s i mean look people aged really a lot faster back i mean come on there he's a preserver ah, he's a, that's an interesting okay okay so 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 omelet ages like i guess you would expect right like you know for that era but then nicole kidman <laughs> looks exactly the same right the beginning of the movie she looks like i don't know 41 and then at the end of the movie she looks like no, you know 41 year old with plastic surgery you know like in real life like she doesn't I, I age yeah, I think t- I think ten years. I mean, I think it looked. I, she had a few wrinkles. I, I noticed that. You know, I, I, I <laughs> women very closely these things. She definitely had a few wrinkles she didn't have before. Um, oh, you and, think they aged her? You think oh, they aged yeah. her for the movie? I, 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 sure I did. Yeah, I was sure they did. I, okay, I interesting. I thought she looked the same. Like I thought they were playing a little fat. Because you know, I, I, I tweeted this out the other day too. That like, it, it, in other, there's been a, there was a show where. Alexander Skarsgård, you know, the, the guy who plays Omelette, was married to Nicole Kidman's character. So they're like, they played a married couple. And now in this movie, you're supposed to believe that, like, she's his mom. And I was like, ah, it's a, like, yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. But, um, and then, and then, yeah. So, so the ages were a little difficult to accept. I mean, and then Fjolner, like, how much time has passed? Should he, especially given what you just said about how fast people age, is he really like a like a like physically formidable enough to take on like a like a Viking in the prime of his life in like an omelet? Yeah, I mean Game of Thrones, like you know the old guys, they keep they stay tough for a very long time. Hmm. So uh, Fyodor didn't look like he aged, but except his hair got grayer, and so maybe yeah. it can. Yeah, I I thought I thought Nicole killed me. Got all it was, it was like I was like one of those things where like when you watch women get older, it's sort of sad. And I was like, oh no, she was so pretty. I, I you know it was really noticeable to me. So I, maybe what a one of us is right, and yeah. one of us is wrong. We should go back. And then and then the other thing was uh, the 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 accents. You know, I always whenever I watch these uh, these movies that take place in other countries or other eras. You know, like they they weren't speaking English uh, wherever. I mean, in Iceland or or Denmark or whatever. No, uh, they, you know, in eight hundred AD. I think they were they were in the so in the start of the show they were in the North Atlantic um, and uh, and then they go in Iceland so they're not from Iceland originally it, they end up in Iceland now where England, are they from they are from some well the North oh I, I looked it up it was the North it was somewhere over Scotland um, oh North, okay interesting so, it, so it, it, but the English they would have spoke would have been nothing like the English today because you need the Norman yeah, conquest yeah. you need the blending with French so like it would have been something it would have been something like English pretty very close to English but definitely not English um, mm. not, not something we'd recognize it's like normal for us to, to listen to um, okay but that's that's fine it's close enough like I guess like you know Olga I guess the Russia in the Russian area I guess they speak Slavic and then the other Nordic people they speak things more distant from English it's not like as ridiculous as like you know you're watching a Russian or Chinese thing like it's supposed to be some Russian and they're speaking English too just because you know it's like they need well to. I, I'm more, I don't I don't mind the English I mean fine but that like the the accents they choose to adopt you know, so so Nicole Kidman is South African in real life. I wonder, like, you know, did she just speak in her natural South African accent? Skarsgård is, I think he actually is, like, Danish or something. 
did he just speak the way he wanted? But then, but then the the Arvindil, Ethan Hawke is an American, right? But he didn't just speak like you know some dude from Ohio, right? Like he spoke in some kind of uh, you know like what was like the sort of accent coaching like? Like what what were they told to speak like to to I guess like give this sense that this is a, like an otherworldly, different time, different place, different culture. Um, Oh, so same thing with like Gladiator, right? Like, did you ever see Gladiator with Russell Crowe? You know, like everyone's speaking in this sort of like weird Australian slash British accent, and this is supposed to be like Rome in 200 AD or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So like, yeah, you could talk about Game of Thrones or something like that. Mm. So like, okay, yeah, there's English that is like, like the kind of British accent is sort of like standard for something that's but supposed the, to be. The, the go-to for like, like foreign accents. Yes, but even if it's like so, like or even a foreign country, like or something like that, you're looking at like you know, uh, like a movie about Nazi Germany or something. Um, it's still gonna be it's gonna be something like British English or like very formal, like because we imagine these foreigners like if they spoke English, I don't know, they would speak in a very formal way. Uh, but it's never like an American accent. It's never a Southern American accent. It's never Ebonics. You know, you can imagine you can imagine like it's you know might as well. I mean, it's, <laughs> Yeah, ancient Rome. I mean, it, it, Ebonics is just as close as, yeah, uh, British English. Um, so you're right. I, I <laughs> Did you? Yeah, okay. So, so speaking of, I mean, I guess this is as good a time as any to bring this up was like, were you surprised that they, so, so I never got into Game of Thrones. I watched the first season a couple times. It just wasn't my thing. But, you know, did, I, I don't know. Was there ever any kind of like, you know, weird shoehorned diversity in that, like, you know, one thing that surprised me about this movie was that they're like, everyone looked like they were from where they said they were from. Yeah. Uh, you know, other movies so, and other shows don't do that. They always, you know, like, like even Thor, right? Like Thor, there's like Asian and black, uh, I don't know, whatever Vikings or something. No, in game of Thrones, um, there's never this shoehorned diversity. And this is one of the cool things about it. So there, there's a, there's, it's, it's geographically based and it's like, it's like realistic in that way. So people get darker as you go further South. Um, so oh, it sort of resembles like human, like, you know, so like Westeros is like the main thing where it all starts. And, um, that is like, uh, that is like, you know, they're, 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 they're just, they look like Northern Europeans and, you know, they, uh, and then you go South and there's this place called Dorne and it's supposed to be like Italy or Turkey. So they're all like darker sort of Mediterranean. And then like, there's like a, a, like an area, like you cross the sea and there's an area that sort of represents, there's supposed to be these people who sort of are supposed to be like, uh, the Mongols or something. They're like, you know, hordes, they're like a tribe and they're sort of, uh, you know, they're Asiatic looking. And then you have like, it's like Egypt. And it looks like, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of mixed. They're like, you know, they're, they're like Arabs or like part black. Um, and then there are no, like, I think there is supposed to be someplace called like the sun islands or something. And like, we just see people from there, but we never like, we never see there, but, but, and sometimes you have these like Mediterranean cities, like that are like free cities. So those are like more mixed. And so you'll see like black people and white people, but it's like the idea that these are like, you know, uh, like urban centers where like a lot of people come to engage in trade. Uh, so it's cool. It's not just like you know it's like because it's it's based very closely the first few seasons it gets it gets some stupid feminist stuff at the end uh but the race stuff it 
never gets um uh it's always you know pretty uh pretty realistic and, and not forced it was adhering pretty closely to the books um that were uh, uh at least in the, until the last few seasons when you know they got past the books um but it was adhering to the books that were written in the 1990s and you're right this did not ha- i mean it's like you it's like uh you know it's like a, it's like a radical like uh, thing to just portray vikings as all Vikings now, you know, Thor, I don't know. I didn't see Thor, but it's like, it's mystical. So I guess you could do whatever you want uh, yeah. for this. Be very strange. Right. Yeah. I guess <laughs> like with, with Marvel, right. Like there is something, you know, cause I, I just saw the, the new Dr. Strange, uh, movie and I wrote a review of it, but, but one thing that I didn't put in there was, was about how, you know, like they where where Dr. Strange, you know, he trained to become a sort of sorcerer in, I don't know, like somewhere in India or Nepal, Bhutan, somewhere, you know, in, in South Asia. But then like this monastery he trains, it's like the most, you know, it's like the most diverse sort of like, it's like a pamphlet for an elite university where they have like, you know, one of everyone and like, you would clearly not expect uh, any monastery in that part of the world to be so, you know, so, so ethnically diverse. Um, but I guess like, you know, Marvel's for kids, whatever, like they, they, they do that stuff. But for, for this one, I was interested, you know, that, that, that they didn't, um, they didn't have any of that. It was it was all sort of uh, you know. It, 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 it's weird that that something so I guess mundane would be surprising. That this is supposed to be like historical fiction, um, and and yeah, there's no there's no uh, weird racial uh, you know surprises in there. It's just uh, you know everyone looks like what they're where you would think they're from. Yeah, so I wasn't surprised going into it because I saw the kind of people who liked the movie. So I thought, yeah, there's not going to oh, be. Right. Any- okay, yeah, I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So I'm I'm curious about the the direct. So I I never saw um his other movies, Robert Eggers, um, but I have heard good things about The Witch and The Lighthouse, and I'm I'm probably gonna I'm gonna watch those movies soon. I'm gonna take a lot long flight in the next few days. I'll probably watch at least one of those movies. But I, mm-hmm. I read this interview with him, Robert Eggers, and he says that he's a student of Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell and just sort of this this idea that like myth has something to offer this sort of archetypal storytelling and so I have this quote here he says um I get why the Aztecs practiced human sacrifice. That's not a big leap for me personally. Having a religious system where the gods are multifaceted and you're also having to like embrace darkness and death makes more sense to me than how we're living. Um mm-hmm. and so so he has this sort of uh this this awareness and this understanding of some some kind of like you know the the I guess this 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 respect for older cultures and you know this this idea that that the way we're currently living you know modernity and this sort of the level of comforts that we experience there's something unnatural and unreal about it and I think that's why he directs these movies that take place in other times right like the witch took place in like the the Puritan colonies or whatever in 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 the I think the 18th century and uh, the lighthouse, like these two guys get stranded on an Island, I think in the 19th century and obviously this movie. And so I wonder like if, if uh, you know, Robert Eggers might secretly be, um, you know, maybe a different political orientation than many of his, his friends in, in Hollywood. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's right. I think that, you know, you're not interested in like, I don't know if you're a liberal, you're not interested in, uh, 
uh, Nordic. I mean, so you, apparently Nordic studies. I saw some one an op-ed. Like you look at people in Nordic studies, like universities. I saw one op-ed by somebody who was a Nordic studies professor, and it was just like it was like anti, it was against immigration into Nordic countries. And it was trying to make some kind of uh, you know, it was like in the New York Times, and it was like trying to make some kind of economic argument. I'm like, oh, oh that's interesting. A so-called studies professor is like against immigration, like in the New York Times. Like, uh, who are these Nordic studies types? Like, what are they? What are they? Into? <laughs> you know, I think that like, what kind of person goes into Nordic? Studies? So, you know, medieval, there was a thing about medieval studies of becoming like woke and maybe, maybe the woke people, they, they don't have enough energy to do all this stuff. So like the Nordic studies, people just sort of draws maybe more right-wing people. Uh, but I think you're, <laughs> right, you're right. there was, there was this, there was a very masculine energy to the, to this thing. Um, and, you know, I was like surprised and happy that it could be made uh, in the current year. Um and, yeah, I think uh, he got very lucky with the timing, right? Like, I don't think this movie could have been released a year ago, and it definitely, I don't think, would have would have been able to be released. Or if it did, it would have been a different reception two years ago, right? Well, maybe not quite. It's May 24th as we speak, so, you know, May 25th was when things kind of changed. But yeah, I think, like, you know, roughly two years ago, this movie would have had a much more difficult time, uh, you know, just sort of like the subject matter. It's, it's uh, you know, the, the lack of diversity in the cast. It's, you know... Too male. I don't know. I don't know. I, I yeah, don't think too it's male. So any you can't have like a Nordic story. It's just like it's. I don't think like you. Like, yeah, today's May twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Who knows what the current thing will be tomorrow? But the, it's it's <laughs> like if you have a fantasy, it's like it's like a thing where like it's not. It's not like you can't have like a story about Nordic history. It's like. Um, I think most. But I feel people like if you make those kind of movies now, you have to like introduce or insert some kind of like you know, socially acceptable message that flatters I don't think you morality in the current age. No? Most Hollywood people are not going to be interested in that kind of movie. And if they are, they're going to want to do something like that. Um, I think you can, if you, uh, if you want. So if it's like, if it's a fantasy world, if there's any, like you can't just make half of them black in this, but like, it's just, you can't do that. Or you can't even make like black people. It does, just doesn't make any sense. Um, but if it was a fantasy world, if it wasn't supposed to be close to some kind of historical thing, um, I think there would have probably been more of an expectation of that. You know, it depends on how successful things get. Like game of Thrones got so successful that like, like the, the retards and slate, like start paying attention and they're like, Ooh, women, how are women? How are minorities? Like, you know, it, it, it didn't rise to that level of a cultural phenomenon. Um, uh, Game of Thrones first few seasons. Well, that was a long time ago. That was, you know, that was a different century. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't think well, that was it, a fantasy too, though. Like Game of Thrones was a different, you know, which, it, was which, which, it was a fantasy. It was close. Yeah. But it was the first, when the first few seasons of Game of Thrones was out, that was before like we'd gone completely uh, insane on this stuff. Um, yeah. And then uh, Northmen, yeah, I don't think it's so bad. Like, I just think a lot of people in Hollywood wouldn't make this film, but I don't think you can't make a film like this. I, you know, I don't think we're in that bad yeah. shape. I was curious about, uh, you know, so there was a scene in the movie where Omleth, he, um, you know, he he decides to make Fjolnir's life miserable by, like, every night or something, he would just, like, kill someone and, like, you know, de uh, dismember their bodies and nail them to, like, the the houses and one of the characters, uh, one of Fjolnir's henchmen, says something like, uh, you know, could it be the, the Christian monsters? Their god is a corpse nailed to a tree. Yeah. And, you know, this made me think of, um, did you ever see Apocalypto? 
the 2006 mm-hmm. movie directed by Mel Gibson. That was a really good movie. Um, I recommend it. But one of the so 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 one of I remember reading this. One of Mel Gibson's inspirations for making that movie was to basically portray like so so it's about like this sort of Aztec or Mayan, this sort of I don't know Mesoamerican culture uh, before contact with the Europeans, before the the, the colonialists arrived. And I mean, it, it depicted like, you know, human sacrifice and all the things that, you know, from the, from the quote I just mentioned by Robert Eggers, right. And, and sort of the brutality of that kind of culture. And I read that Mel Gibson, one of, one of his interests in filming, making this film was about, um, portraying a world before Christianity, right. Like before the sort of softening influence of Christian morality, like how, how, what did societies look like? Um, and you know, there's this like crazy scene of like a pyramid of skulls and just like, like totally, uh, like horrific violence. And this movie kind of made me think of that too, with that scene about like, oh, Christian monsters. And I wondered if there was also this implicit commentary about like, this is what, like, like how, how brutal life can be that like, you know, before the sort of rise and spread of Christianity, um, that, that, that sort of this Viking culture, this sort of overt like glorification of violence or, or what did you think about this? Cause I'm not actually not a religious person, but I find these arguments about Christianity interesting. Some, some people on the right sometimes make these arguments and, uh, Tom Holland wrote this book called dominion, which makes this argument. What, what did you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, so I mean, maybe comparatively it got better. I mean, it's not like you could look, we look at the middle ages now and say, Oh, what, you know, what a humanitarian paradise. Um, maybe it, you know, it, it mellowed people out a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a huge, so when, when he says that, I remember the scene, he says, uh, uh, you know, maybe it's the Christians. So they're shocked by, I mean, they think it's a big deal and they assume that the Christians would do this. Right. Um, so it's not like the Christians have a reputation of being pacifists at this time. Um, uh, so, yeah. Okay. Th- th- yeah. I, I wonder about that historically, historically we're, we're like, yeah, we're, I mean, it, I, I just can't imagine that, like, I mean, it's possible, but I don't know where they, did they commit violence on the same scale as, as the Vikings, right? Like the pagans, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, were they still kind of hunted? Weren't they still kind of like, uh, you know, a uh, 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 beleaguered religious not, not minority that. or around 900. Okay. I mean, this was like, basically Europe was basically Christianized except for a few places like, you know, uh, like the Baltics okay. and. A lot of these these people are isolated from mainstream Europe. So Christianity has taken over, and Christianity I mean, kills of you know. Tons oh, of- okay, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Almost the Crusades. Well, well right? I guess like 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 one difference though. I mean, would be you know so so I guess like the the way that whatever like the the great sort of pacification, the 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 sort of the the trend toward peace was that you know the the arguments were that like Christians like failed to live up to their own ideals, right? Like the the sort of like the the um, what prizing sort of gentleness and meekness and all those kinds of things, right? Like that was Christianity not living up to its own ideals. Whereas like the Vikings didn't even have those kinds of ideals in the first place yeah. or the, the sort of pagan religions had nothing in, in their, in their scriptures about like being, being like a, a nice and gentle person. Whereas yeah. the Christian, yeah, I, I, I mean, there's, there's a, yeah, there's a right wing critique of Christianity. The same thing like Nietzsche, like hates Christianity, like for this reason and sort of thinks the slave morality are- idea. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's believable. So yeah, this this takes the it starts in eight ninety five. The first Crusades ten ninety six. So this is like this is well into Christian. Oh, okay, um, right, right. And, uh, yeah, Char- you know, this is after the Holy Roman Empire. This is after all all of that. Um. So yeah, that they're uh, you know Christianity is there and it's a huge force and these people are just isolated. I mean, they're isolated. They're they're not part of mainstream Europe, which is why uh you know they're not Christians. Um, and they're still doing the their own thing. 
Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, so, what we, but what does he say when he says, um, does he say like the Christians wouldn't, what does he say? Do you remember when he says like, are they, was it the Christians? No, yeah. I just remember him saying like, you know, oh, were these like the Christian monsters or something along those lines or the, yeah, the, they don't, yeah, yeah, they don't so say barbarians, but they say something along those lines. Yeah, and the Christians aren't very nice to the holdouts to Christianity. I mean, I think that yeah, they would expect that they're they're not Christian, so they would be pretty uh, intolerant towards them and their faith. So, I, right. I don't so, know. so the rise of the Christians, and yeah, okay, so they were they were like slowly swallowing up the pagans at this yeah. point. Yeah, you know, shout out to uh, to Razib Khan's uh, cryptic tweets. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That, that, that makes sense then. But, but then, yeah. So, so I guess, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I was reading too much into that, that comment or what, and, and then, yeah, that's sort of, um, the parallel with, with at least my, what I remember about Apocalypto and the contrast between, you know, like the commentary on, on Christian Christianity's influence versus like what these older societies look like. Um, but then at the same time, Robert Eggers did say that like, uh, you know, like the Aztec sacrifice makes more sense than, than the way we're living now. Yeah, he might be, he might be a Nietzschean more than a like a Christian moralist. Um, yeah, maybe he's, maybe said maybe it's a critique of it. Like Christianity is going to come and it's going to do this to people in the name. So the one thing about the Vikings is they don't like care about you know this is the pagan thing. They don't care about your religion. They might kill you for other reasons, um, but they don't care like you know about what gods you worship. Uh, so like the Christians would do this like an unprovoked attack because somebody just has a different faith. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's a sort of a critique of Christianity. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that going, going either way. Right. Like, I guess that kind of comment actually is, is sort of perfectly um, ambiguous in that sense where pro and anti-Christians could find something to kind of appreciate about it. Um, because of course, like if you're a, an anti-Christian, that comment would be like, oh yeah, of course, like Christians are evil and they would kill someone like this. Like that's just, you know, how they are. But then if you're a pro-Christian, you would think like, oh, like this is sort of a, a contrast between, you know, what Christianity was versus what these people are like, something like that, you know? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, but the question about these killings and the question, I mean, the sort of more meta question about the movie is like, is Emily, so you said, you know, Emleth is, a, I think you said that Emleth was like a good guy or supposed to be sympathetic and like naturally because he's a protagonist, but he's evil. I mean, he's, he's, he, he you know, they even tell him like explicitly, I, it was, it wasn't who told him this, like you have to choose between kindness. To, it was the second, uh, the, 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 the gestures replacement, you know, tells him. Oh, the be, prophecy. Yeah. yeah, you can be either you know kind to your own people or good, and like he chooses like get revenge. Like he, you know, these are still his people, like his dad's people, and he just like murders them all <laughs> just to get at Fyodor. Like instead of just yeah. even killing, Fyodor, he had he had a chance too to live a peaceful life. I mean, I guess like his reasoning was like, oh, if if we go away, then we'll always have to worry about Fyodor coming after us. No, but he didn't but, have but, yeah. to kill all the other. He didn't have to kill all the other people to make Fyodor feel bad. He could have just killed Fyodor. He's like, I'm going to kill every one of like my father's people, like so Fyodor could get like miserable over time, and then like eventually kill Fyodor. Right? The revenge thing yeah. is just like. He doesn't have any caring about anyone else or what happens to them. Yeah, which I thought was actually pretty pretty realistic, right? Like there was no um, no kind of like moment where he does something. Rid- well, I guess okay. So the, the the one thing he does do, like you know, this sort of selfless moment is he does save Olga, 
right? Like, aren't they about to brand her, kill her, yeah. or something? And then yeah. he says, like, "Oh, I have your son's heart." Who was going to be sacrificed too? Remember, they were going to do the sacrifice because of his fault. He kills somebody. Then they were going to sacrifice this young girl, and then he, like, you know, he he rescues her. He carries her out, has the seat, and he like replaces them with like somebody different. Like, so he he saves a woman, but it doesn't matter. He's killing everyone in the village. I mean, he's killing or okay. meeting everyone be killed anyway <laughs> yeah yeah okay that's interesting yeah i'd forgotten about that he had saved that other girl okay so so they, they do give him a couple of uh couple of moments where where he's not completely self self-involved but yeah i mean strictly speaking like from the outside like that village just thinks that you know oh he's just like a slave with with good teeth right like they they almost didn't take him remember like when they they rounded them up they had the ropes you know on these slaves and fielder's inspecting them and i think he doesn't even want them initially and then at the last minute um omelet you know he like growls and makes some noises to like i guess sort of signal his his you know his sort of robust, robustness and strength the other, he pulls the other slaves down he like does oh he really- does yeah, yeah, and then they fall. So he's showing he's strong. Ah, too. right, strong. right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, so that was you know. So, so, so then like they end up taking him, but then you know, I guess like for Fjolnir and literally everyone else in that village, they just think like, oh, he's just a nice slave, and then he starts like systematically murdering people every night is like a nightmare, right? Like you could you could film this movie a completely different way where Omleth is like, yeah. <laughs> like like a demon from the from the outside world or something. Especially if well, you have no idea why, right? Like, no one knows why he's doing these things. Only he knows. And until the mother and Fjolnir discover who he is, they're, like, just terrified that, like, what's going on here? That people are dying every night. Yeah, I mean, I guess going back to the time thing, too. If it's only 10 years, like I thought, I mean, does nobody recognize him? I mean, don't you need... Well, maybe they age quickly, I don't know. Uh, people, there's turn better generational turnover. People aren't old. People are dying, and new people. Okay, so maybe maybe that's not a, a big deal. Um, I don't. It's not, that was no way. That was ten years. I don't know. You think that that Alwa uh, could be what twenty two years old, like at the most? You know, if, according you know, if he was twelve as a kid. There's yeah. I don't know. In eight hundred, you know, in, in the tenth century, I don't know. Like, you know, maybe fifteen years. You know, how old was he? Maybe he was. Maybe yeah. he was maybe thirteen. I mean, listen, kids were. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that they meant to they meant to leave that ambiguous because I, I you know like I said I read a few different places where oh twenty years had passed but then the film itself it just said years later it didn't specify twenty or ten or any it just said years and I think we're not supposed to maybe think too deeply about it but because once you do things I don't know so some of the aging doesn't necessarily make sense I, but 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 yeah I mean I I, I would have thought that maybe if anyone his mom would have recognized him. But I guess she didn't really spend much time interacting with him either. Yeah, they didn't. Up until he, that he, point. You're right. Yeah, because like one point he like looks at her in a room and she goes, close the door. She's not hanging out with the slaves. Um, so she does. She might never see him. Uh, and then Fyodor, I think, doesn't know him well because Fyodor seems to be returning from a thing or something. So he like he's uh, when he uh, in the opening scenes when he's a. Uh, uh, Avardo or whatever is the the, the father's name. It, it seems like Fjodor yeah. is coming. Like I don't know. Like it's, it doesn't seem like the you know Fjodor spending a lot of time with with the son um, and knows knows him uh, anyway. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, but Amleth, I mean, is a you know is, is an evil character. I mean, look, he he, he will was... kill. Everyone. He is focused on one mission, which is avenging his father and he cares about like uh uh saving his mother and he cares about olga like okay like that's the bare minute like you care about like the people like your mother and your girlfriend right uh but like everyone that, else he'll her and like what's he, he going was, on with that 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 kissing scene right like we haven't got to that like weird 
incestual, like, you know, yeah. or the sort of Oedipal scene, right, where uh, the mom, like, comes close to him, and, like, and there, there's this weird, like, tense, like, I don't know, 10 seconds, or how, I don't know, it felt like 10 seconds, where, like, she sort of slowly inches to him, and then starts kissing him, and he doesn't pull back right away. Like, they kiss for a, an uncomfortable amount of time, right? Like, I think any sane man in that circumstance would have immediately pushed her away or recoiled, yeah. and he was, like, clearly uncomfortable, but they, like, had this strangely intimate kiss. Like, what mm. What was that? Like, do you remember what her, like, what, what were her motives for, for doing that to him? Well, I mean, his mom was... she was just a crazy... Like, he had his hot, he had a hot mom, I guess. He hadn't seen her in a while. He didn't think about her as her mom. Maybe she didn't recoil that. He didn't think about her as her mom. I don't know. No, no, no. no. There's, no he was, wasn't he already banging out the slave by that point? The the Olga uh, chick. Had they not been, you know? No. I, I don't know. There's, there's yeah, no way. No, no, no. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. But that couldn't possibly have been. Like, what What was that? Well, I guess both of them. Like, why did she start kissing him? And then, yeah, why didn't he. Why did why did she start kissing him? I think helps my theory. Okay, he's, she's got a defense mechanism, right? Where she, anyone who's gonna like kill, who's whoever's gonna come in the village is like gonna want to have sex with Nicole Kidman, and they're gonna want to take her. <laughs> so she's gotta like you know make good with like whoever, and so like her son is just like another conqueror. Like Fiora like oh, killed her, right? Um, Fiora killed her husband. She uh, just takes the alpha. Yeah, and even it's if like, it's her own son. It's yeah, like, it's like subconscious or like it's just like a th- way her like the way she like survival. Like, Thank you. Like, I don't have to do this anymore. Like I don't have to just go with whoever's gonna you know slay my next husband. That's interesting because if you if you sort of uh, excavate her past, it's entirely possible that like she's been through this more than what we saw in the movie, right? Like she might have been married to like six or seven kings by now. Like each of whom had killed the other in succession. Yeah, and she says to him, like, she doesn't say, I want to have sex with you now. She's like, if you are able to, like, kill him, then, you know, you will be my king or something like that, right? So oh, she's like, God. Happens, um, then, you know, uh, and then he's, I don't know, he's shocked. I don't know, he, who knows how people will react? He's, he's shocked. He he just heard his mom, like, killed his dad and wanted to kill him. And then she kisses him. He doesn't know what's yeah. going on. I yeah. don't know he might have already been like trying to process everything else, but I just feel like any like yeah, that was just a weird like why not just like shove her away and be like, are you sick? Like, what's wrong with you? And walk out. He, he must have been. That was that just. Was, he had a yeah. He had a lot going on at that moment. I mean, he was. He, <laughs> yeah, he was, I mean, processing a lot of new information. <laughs> he didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why? Well, okay. Well, I, I definitely buy the uh, the the idea that maybe she was just like freaking out that like yeah Fjolner's probably about to die this like much younger stronger man is probably about to be the new leader of this village so i don't want him to kill me but then on the other hand she she like literally confessed to organizing arranging his father's death right which is like a weird like if you're gonna make good with this guy who's clearly there on a mission to avenge his dad why are you like you know actually i had him killed i guess she did say that your father was a rapist and like not a good guy so yeah, so, that was a very, you know, was she trying to win him over? Was she trying to like, yeah, that was very, very like uh, inconsistent strategy. Yeah. Well, maybe it changed. Maybe if she starts, the first strategy is 
yeah, process of like he wasn't actually a good guy leave him alone. oh okay you still you still love him okay well you can take me <laughs> like, yeah your that sucks like just go, you yeah. know just uh, and then she's like you know maybe she wants him to run away so she's like you know i wanted to kill you and like you know you're not gonna save me so just like go away and then x is like oh you're gonna stay and go kill him okay you're my king now i love you oh god like you're my yeah jesus yeah, yeah, that that kind of makes a twist, like in a twisted way, that logic makes a little bit of sense. Maybe this is a feminist movie after all. Maybe it's a movie about women yeah. in prehistoric, you know, in the early, you know, uh, history. The things um, they had to do to and having to do terrible things, and you know, being like, you know, they're the real victims, and and all these wars and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I well, I wonder. It's, I really want to know. I, you know, maybe I'll go read the interviews. Or see, I, I really want to know if she's remembering that accurate. I mean, that that will solve a lot if she's remembering, you know, what happened accurately, or she's making it up, or she just told herself that. Story. I wonder that will, if. The, it's, it's an uh, if she planned the whole thing it's an anti-feminist movie it's like it's like she yeah she's just evil and that's that you know not anti-feminist just doesn't have a position she's just an evil person and did an evil thing or but it's much more subtle and cool if she convinced herself of that and then like everything changes fjorder becomes like a good guy right like everything changes at that point yeah i wonder if um there's any interview or any any like yeah if if the director uh has commented on this or like it, it would be interesting just to see that scene again where he's uh well Fiona is carrying her away uh in the beginning of the film after he kills uh Arvindel. like does it sound like she's laughing is there any clear like do, do is there actual um e- uh, uh evidence that 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 that's what had happened you know in basically yeah that would that would that would make the movie yeah it it would just sort of uh clarify he's carrying what her she was she's doing Dude, do women laugh when they're getting carried away over their shoulder? <laughs> just, just, I mean, it depends on the circumstance. Like, if she's laughing out of joy, right? Like, if she's a psychopath who's happy that her husband's dead. I mean, it's. I guess it's you know at least like in in terms of the context of the movie, it's it's possible. You don't carry. But... I mean, I don't do you carry away a, like you carry a, you carry away like a slave? Do you like she's your queen? Like, do you carry her off a, like a like a you know if you're if. Look, I mean, like, have you ever, have you ever, you know, like carried a girl and she's like, sort of like, like laughing and like, I don't know, just like, I don't know. I, I can buy it. It just didn't sound like that in the movie though. It sounded like she was screaming in this culture. I think they have a formalized way of like taking power. And it's like, you carry away, it symbolizes something. I, I don't think it's just like, you know, it's a public display. It's a public display. They're doing it in front of her. Like you think about this community, the King was just killed by his brother. Uh, the queen, like people are wondering what's going on. They're doing something for the audience. <laughs> they're not just, you know, fooling around or like, you know, uh, indulging like their feelings. They're, you know, they're doing something. They're kind of some kind of performance. And if she's like screaming at her, like the, like her performance is like, I didn't want this to happen. Um, which, you know, maybe like, you know, who knows? Yeah. Like maybe, she, maybe she was in on it, but then she had to cry um, because like she, you know, whatever the audience like didn't like would have hated her too much if she actually killed her husband. But then she goes and tells him the truth, but then lies about this one part about her laughing because like, whatever, she doesn't remember. She's just got to make the story. It's, it's too much to explain like to, to about at that moment. So she just tells him I was laughing um, when she, you know, when she wasn't. Um, yeah. It's a very, you know, I love that. I love this. The, there is a mystery yeah. here. There's a mystery at the heart of this movie. That was uh, why, yeah, that was why I liked it more. Like that, that was basically the like the the main reason. I mean, you know, everything else about the movie was pretty cool, but it, it, otherwise, it would have been a sort of conventional 
narrative. But the fact that you don't know what really happened uh, in those open, opening scenes and what what the queen was thinking the entire time is is what makes it uh, like a unique story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, I wondered, uh, you know, why they introduced that scene or included the scene of of Amleth killing the the boy, right? Like that was kind of a shock for me. Like I, I kind of like understood him killing his mom, obviously killing Fjolnir, killing the adult son, but then killing the little boy was like kind of a kind of a shocking moment. Yeah, I think that was actually an accident, kind of, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just an accident. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the lesson that Almuth is. Like he doesn't want to kill the boy, but he, you know, it's his half brother. I mean, but he is, um, mm. uh, he is he, he closer than half brother because you know, you know about the evolution. It's like his dad's brother's son. Oh yeah, so yeah. Good. What are the uh, yeah, yeah, like like how how much of their yeah. DNA he, overlaps there? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 like midway between. He's like a three quarters brother. Um, a, yeah. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah. Because oh, it's so, cousin, right? He would be like cousin plus brother, so like one eighth plus one half is like is he like five eighths brother? Something like yeah, I think that's right. Because uh, Fjolnir is his uncle. Yeah, what's the yeah, has, what's yeah, the sort has, of like the Hamiltonian kind of? Uh, <laughs> yeah, has, exactly. So um, yeah, I mean the lesson is Almuth. Like he doesn't want to kill this kid, but he's like he doesn't give a shit. He's he's like he, he'll kill it. He'll burn down the whole village as long as he his toxic masculinity is fulfilled. He gets to uh, he gets to avenge his dad. Like it's just like so uh, you know I guess that it's just such a you know it's just it's just so monomaniacal and we sympathize with it because we're just like yeah cool but like we don't care that like you know he's bur- he's destroying. You know everyone's life and he's killing everyone i mean we're just supposed to be like eh, whatever i mean it's just like yeah get get fyodor it's all we it's all we care about i mean like i think the the you know probably the typical audience member might like not really think but, but i was i was pretty shocked that they included a scene where he killed a little boy even if it was on accident and i mean again, it made sense in the context of the movie where of course like you need a s- scene where Amleth is weakened in some way because otherwise you would just expect him to crush Fjolnir. Like given like how strong he is, like he's repeatedly shown to be like almost supernatural in his abilities, right? Like there's the scene in the very beginning where they're um, uh, uh, sieging. Si- oh, what is it? Uh, uh, what with uh, approaching the, the the gates of this village and bring a siege, like so, someone, yeah, a siege, and 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 one of the like so, someone throws. I think they either throw a spear. Yeah, it was like a spear, and then Amleth just catches it. And throws it right back and kills the guy. And like later on, there's the scene where they're playing that like weird Viking lacrosse game. And there's like the big guy, like, you know, tries to hit the ball towards Omelette and he like very easily dodges it. Um, and there are like a, you know, a couple other scenes like this where he has like almost supernatural strength. Um, and so, so yeah, anyway, like you would expect him to easily defeat Fjolnir. So you need to have him in a weakened state in the final scene. But yeah, I mean, did you. Were we supposed to believe that Omelette was just a, a mortal, or did we? Were we supposed to believe that he had some kind of, uh, you know, some some kind of a super supernatural uh, gifts in his, you know, if you know, whether through 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 um, maybe the, the the shamanic ritual that he underwent or yeah. something else? I think he does have a gift, but I think like everyone sort of can see things like, so Olga is unquestionably a, um, is like a witch. She's like special. She's like different in some way than other people. Um, I think it's like the rich, anyone can go through the ritual or maybe everyone has visions, right? So he sees like this tree of Kings, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Does Fyodor have visions? Probably not. Um, does his, does, uh, Gurdon have, uh, 
Probably not. Yeah, maybe. is that true though? Like, what's what's special about Olga? Like, what is she? I mean, I know she has that scene where she's like, "Oh, I can mess with men's minds" or something like that. Well, like, she did. It wasn't something about the mushrooms. I, I don't know if she's just like was an expert in mushrooms. I don't. I thought it was something ah, magical. Right. Okay. Yeah, I thought that. I thought they were burning mushrooms. They were. They. Yeah, I don't think that was like. Uh, but again, like maybe the movie likes to play this. Um, you know, to 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 make it deliberately ambiguous about whether the. Um, like what? Like what's real and what's not? Whether people do have sort of spiritual yes. abilities or not? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think you know. If he has supernatural abilities, it's not. Well, I mean, the the crows come and they and they let they him. him. Yeah, they save him. That was that was like that. Yeah, that was kind of a an odd scene. I thought they were, I mean, gonna, I thought they were gonna eat him. Yeah, yeah. There were there were a bunch of him. They were they were they were pecking away at him. And yeah, I, I expected they the yeah. But that didn't. Yeah, I that thought didn't the happen. movie would end there. I thought it was going to be like a sad ending where, like, you know, it was eaten by crows and just like sort of died there in a sad way. I, I you know, but that, that, that would have been continued. a terrible ending. You think so? I, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, it's because it's it's incongruent with what you you expect. Like this, you expect what happened. Hell, at the end, okay, it's cool. It happened, but like just to be like, all it leads to is him just like dying in a barn, eating eaten by crows. Like, I, I think that's like, there's sort of something cool about that too. I guess it would have um, been like a more realistic movie in a way but it also yeah i mean it would have been like a sort of more artistic choice to end yeah. it sort of more yeah but but well, game of thrones has yeah. some twists like this i mean if you, you want to get into game of thrones later i mean it has twists that are very interesting and dark and sort of not what you expect like the you know the standard uh mm. heroic showdown or or whatever um yeah and so yeah i mean i like i like this movie i like this movie a lot um they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna you know, the, the woman stuff it's... might come in the second movie. I mean, the fact that the, we're foretold it's going to be a woman king. I mean, so we, we have something to look forward to. It looks like it's, they're setting us up. Oh, for I, hope, a... I hope they don't do a sequel. Oh, come on. I don't. Yeah. It depends on if it's I don't good think or they not. will. It wasn't even that successful. You know, financially, it wasn't even a success, right? Like, it, it looks like it was a hit with like the people who did see it, but it doesn't seem like it's going to like trigger a franchise or like a trilogy or anything. I mean, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's 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 possible. This was a. It was a very good movie, and yeah, I mean, I hope that the uh, you know yeah yeah like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out the other movies that Robert Eggers did. Um, I'll probably start with The Lighthouse uh, and 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 see how I like that one. Willem Dafoe's in that okay. one too. Maybe we'll maybe so, we'll maybe we'll maybe we'll do a show. Maybe we'll do yeah. a show on this. Yeah, another it, this, uh, yeah. A, another kind of uh, what a uh, toxic masculine film. My understanding is that it's, it's literally just those uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are the only two actors in the entire movie. So no no women, which is uh, you know very very anti feminist of him. Yeah. Okay. So it's a show. Okay. It's a movie with only two characters. Okay. This sounds this sounds interesting. Yeah. I, I guess I'll I'll watch this. Too. Yeah, I don't mind if I wouldn't mind if you don't want a sequel. I mean, is it just because you're worried it's going to be woke, or you just don't want it? Period. Which uh, a sequel? You mean, North, or you said you don't want to see a Northman sequel, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I generally don't like sequel. I mean, unless it's based off of like you know some pre-existing whatever, like some superhero stuff or whatever. Fine, but generally sequels are worse than originals, and I think this is like a good story that stands on its own, and I could easily see them sort of ruining it. By by trying it's to carry the story forward, yeah. it's, 
it's easy to ruin easier to ruin things than build. But I did like I did get hope that like you could have this non-woke thing that like it's a franchise that starts in 2022, right? And it's, it doesn't have any of this aspect. If you can still do that and you can maintain it, that is like, you know, that's cool. Like I don't like every single thing that like is not everything that's like new is woke and like you're just remaking the same things over. And I think that's part of it, actually. I think everything has to be so stupid and woke. Like, you know, it's like, you know, it's not natural to have like a, you know, gender diverse, uh, uh, racially diverse world of like superheroes. It's just like, a, it's, a, it's a sort of unnatural thing that you're forcing. But if you grandfather things in, uh, that's different. So if this can be something that's like not like that, it's it's unique for the current year and you have that excuse because it is, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind watching a sequel. I just, you know, I, you can, you can ruin it. That's, that's, that is the, that is the problem. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just really liked this one and, and yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if he makes a sequel and you know, it, it looks, it looks decent. I'll, I'll go see it. But, but yeah, at this point, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd rather him like continue on like exploring other, uh, historical epochs and telling different kinds of stories in this way that are clearly like not contaminated with, uh, you know, whatever's going on in the current year. Uh, I think like, yeah, these kinds of stories are are really interesting to sort of be faithful to the time that it was in and not whitewash it or, or try to, to view it through the lens of our like current uh, morality. Yeah. I, I, I love, yeah. I love that if this is on its surface, I love if it's on surface, this is like a Nordic tale of triumphalism that like, you know, all these right wing people like, but on beneath it, it's like, it's like a feminist tale. I, I, I would love that interpretation. I actually sort of want that interpretation, but not a stupid feminist thing, but like a feminist thing based in reality. Like, oh yeah, women were kidnapped and raped and bad things happened to them, which is like, you know, a realistic, not like, oh, there's a glass ceiling and they can't be king. It's like, no, like actually like how women were wronged in like a historically accurate way. Like I would be, you know, that would be interesting if that's actually the story here. That is interesting. I mean, I remember reading this, uh, this article with uh, the and uh, Alexander Skarsgård, the guy who plays Omleth, and one of the things he said was that you know something he read about this this culture was that there was this belief that the the warrior men were possessed by a feminine spirit, mm. and now I don't know if that was him like trying to um, you know basically pledge fealty to the to the modern ideology or or if that was like something true. And, and if that is true, I think that would be, you know, maybe, maybe somewhat consistent with your case here that like there is yeah, this I mean, sort of uh, feminine yeah, I mean, element to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have this, you know, I'm not an expert in this stuff, but you know, there's, there's, it seems to be more of a feminist component. If you're going to say like Nordic mythology versus, I don't know, you know, Islam or uh, a lot of the middle Eastern stuff. I mean, it, the, the paganism in generally, so ancient Rome, um, you have this too, the Valkyries, I mean, the female warriors, that's not common. I, I I don't know anything of that in Roman or Greek, but there, there's female gods, but they're you know they're doing other stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the goddesses. And this movie does have like the like Olga. It, I mean, like neither one of the women are are portrayed as like weak or anything, right? Like they they are sort of strong characters in their own right. I mean, obviously, this movie is like a very there is like a sort of very strong masculine streak running through it. But but the but Olga and, and Gudrun are both like interesting and and strong characters and not in the sort of like woke feminist way but in like the sort of like given the the time and circumstances that they were in 
um, yeah, there is this sort of interesting strength to them. Well, I was worried at the end that they were going to make Olga, like when she was uh, had him on the horse, they were going to like make her go back and like, you know, cut off Yord's head. I thought they were going to make her to, like, <laughs> like, like save suddenly, him at the like, last minute. <laughs> she was going to become the warrior and like go fight him. And like, I, when I thought Maiden King, I thought like she would be the king. She'd go slay Fyodor. They were going to take it in right. this direction. And it did, that didn't happen, you know, thankfully. Uh, that would still, have been a very <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, would have been an odd yeah. movie. Yeah, so in a movie like this, you're you're more of a movie guy, and you read the interviews with the uh, with the directors and stuff. Is this something like you think we could, if when we Google this, when we're done with this, we can explain, or is this something like a producer would tend to leave ambiguous? This in question about Gerdon, the question about Gerdon and her ultimate motivations, and like what I she mean, was like yeah, I guess, like I probably, well, I don't know. This this might be like one of those. Um, you know, what happened at the end of The Sopranos with David Chase, where, like, yeah. you know, he never gives the answer away, and, like, every once in a while he'll say something that makes it seem like you finally know the answer, but then later on he'll say, like, what? I didn't say that. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you could probably Google around and, and, and see if what, what, what Robert Eggers has said, but, but my guess is, like, just based on, like, what little I've read of him, is that he, he wouldn't want, um, he wouldn't want that to be known, which I think is, like, that makes sense, right? Like, to to sort of try to piece it together yourself. It would be interesting if he said that there is a right interpretation, but that he's not going to tell you what it is. That's different from saying, um, I'm not going to tell you because like it's open for interpretation, right? Like those are different things. So I, I think I would like it more if there is a right interpretation, but he just doesn't give it. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, I wonder actually how popular our interpretation is. I mean, maybe we and you are just, you know, or <laughs> like we, we, we didn't take it the same way as everyone else. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought I thought it was pretty clear, right? Like the whole. Well, I mean, I thought it was clear that it was ambiguous. Yeah, but but, but yeah, it was, it's, it's ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the carrying and the laughing. I think that does. I think without that, it would be. And then and then her be- kissing him, right? Like it's just too weird. Like there's too many uh, like like loose threads there that it doesn't quite. I mean, it's possible that it adds up, but 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 not quite. So yeah. so that, yeah. Is Elmuth smart because he doesn't seem to? He just he just buys the story. So if she's manipulating, he just buys it. He, he doesn't believe. It. He saw it, right? She was. Is he just dumb? Like he just. Oh, okay. Like he takes is what there, she says at this value. Is there data on Viking IQ from the year ninety five AD. Well, the foot effect suggests that no. I, I don't know. Uh, they were all pretty dumb. Was, yeah. They were all. Like, were they all like malnourished? I mean, that was another thing. So so yeah. Well, I was talking about yeah, girlfriend about this. Yeah, and she was like, he was they're, like, they're he's massive, good. right? Like he's this massive brawny guy, and it's like, isn't he like malnourished and like barely eating enough to get by? Like, how does he maintain? So you know, they're probably not that that smart either. Yeah, the the I mean, the evolution. I mean, it was select. I mean, they were dying all the time if they weren't big. So like the ones the survivors were, you know, they only have like the each king. You know, Ardville had like one son that we know of. And then like, you know, probably they, you know, the way it worked was, I mean, they'd have tons and then one or two would survive or maybe three or four or whatever. And then oh, like, yeah. Fyodor, and the Fyodor women would die in two, childbirth all the time. You know, Fyodor only has two sons. So the ones that are surviving, you're seeing the strongest, uh, you're seeing the strongest uh, individuals survive. Uh, you know, that's another thing with uh, the, uh, uh, Gerda, uh, she probably had like, you know, a thousand miscarriages. I mean, she probably, and she had ended up with two kids, but she probably had, you know, uh, you know, she, um, you know, obviously, yeah, probably some near misses. Probably, yeah, got very sick in in childbirth, or maybe like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, back then they had like no conception of of hygiene. Like, imagine like trying to deliver a baby with some like witch doctor who like you yeah. know doesn't doesn't like wash his hands or like you know just like yeah. the level of hygiene that existed back then. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I is is Omelette smart? I mean, I was I was looking for signs of this. Like, you know, he's clearly very athletic and physically yeah. gifted. But you know, there was one scene that I, I I couldn't quite tell if he understood what he was doing or if I was maybe sort of imputing too much intelligence to his character. Was when they were playing um, the you know Viking lacrosse, and there's the scene where like the big guy on the opposing team uh, like accidentally you know, I don't know if it was an accident or not, but like knocks over the little boy, right? Like the, the, uh, the son of Gudrun and Fjolnir, the young boy runs onto the field and the, you know, the large, uh, player on the other team, like knocks him down and injures him. And then in response, Omleth, like, I don't know, no, like, tackles him. That, that wasn't an accident. He, was he was like in the moment. He was just like this big hothead. And like, I guess he's just yeah. like, he's too stupid and like wound up to like yeah. not know that's like the king, you know, the king's son. But it, but he does it on purpose. Like, I, it wasn't. In, okay. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Thing. I guess like, yeah. By, yeah. Accident meaning like, did he know that this was the king's son or was he just like, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. He knocks over this boy, injures him. Omelith, like in response, attacks him and headbutts him to death. Yeah. And I guess like, like, why? interpretation at the time i'm kind of second guessing it now was that omelith you know he he doesn't care about that boy what's his half think you think you think so you think he cares because i don't know i mean i was yeah but but i thought that the reason he killed the player was to um basically curry favor with fjolner and the and, and the queen to get closer to them and also, uh, in a way, to sort of uh, spare this guy from being tortured to death, right? Like, being headbutted to death is not a pleasant way to go, but I'm imagining that if he hadn't done that, that Fjolner would have ordered him to be killed in a much more merciless yeah. and brutal way. Well, why, why does, why so was that like Omelith? No, he hates this guy. He hates this guy. This guy is like a jerk, like the whole so. game. And like, so why is he? Why is he sacrificing himself for this guy? Like, why were we doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like because he wouldn't want Fjolnir to have the satisfaction of torturing him. I'm not sure. You know, uh, that that was yeah. It was it was either that or no, he just he, wanted. He, he he wanted to save his. I mean, he said, "I'm going to save the boy." He I, told the old guy, "You know, I'm going to save the boy." You know, I'm going to uh, save the you know, boy. Did he really care yeah, about yeah, that? No, Olga says, "What about you know? What about your mom and the and you know the son?" He's like, "Oh, I'll save the boy." He says to Olga. Um, ah, interesting. And, and so Forgot that he cared about him. Any, yeah, we don't have any indication he hates his brother, and he tells uh, uh, he tells uh, Goodrun, "You know, I'm here to save you." And like the the presumably he's going to take the uh, he's going to take the son uh, with. I, I don't know. He might have ex- even explicitly said this, but uh, you know the, the understanding is like if he saves her, you know, he's going to save the son too. Um, okay. So yeah, that's that's a good enough. Re- I mean, curry favor makes sense, and then saving his brother. Uh, getting revenge for his brother also makes it, but he hates this guy. Like the whole build up to this is like that guy is like a jerk and doing like you know uh, cheap shots and stuff during the game. So it's like, oh, yeah. I better save this guy from being tortured by Fyodor. Uh, you know, Fyodor doesn't get the satisfaction. Maybe like Fyodor yeah. getting his son killed would be like you know more satisfying. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's it, true. It, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it was just odd to me that like like he would. Head, but yeah, okay. I mean, I think like yeah, may- maybe trying to ingratiate himself would make the well, most I mean, sense in that context. I don't know. Like, yeah, in their culture, they don't need like a lot of reason to kill someone. I mean, he like attacked his brother, so like he doesn't need like a lot. Like he hates yeah. this guy anyway. Like he probably yeah. There's to kill no him. like he's not. Yeah, he doesn't have to be smart either. I guess like if you're if you're sort of like you know a, a warrior in that culture in that time, like being being smart is not necessarily a requirement. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess like, yeah, it just wasn't a, a, a sort of a prized asset back then. Like none of the characters, I mean, like arguably, um, you know, assuming that what Gudrun said was true, she would be the sort of most strategic, intelligent, Machiavellian character. But again, like like we, you know, we've been talking about whether or not that was actually the case, whether that was planned or not. But yeah, none of the other characters... Yeah, there was. Yeah, it just didn't seem like not any of them were yeah. were particularly yeah, I mean, bright. The only real test of I, 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 the only real test of Almuth's intelligence is does he you know does he question uh, Goodrun's story at all? And there's just no you know there's no question. <laughs> it's just there's no questioning. He's just like oh she's evil. You know now I'm gonna go think this new thing and like my whole life has been a lie. It's like you know just stop and think. Like he doesn't yeah. he, it, it, even before that he never stops to consider when he's talking to Olga about it that like maybe she likes you. Like Olga even brings up this possibility to him. Like maybe she likes you know Fyodor now and. And he doesn't like take it seriously. He's like, oh no, no, she's just you know, she's just lying. She's just acting to save her son. And then like, so he like he can't like see like she maybe likes Fiona now. And then she tells him the thing, and then he can't like comprehend. He can't comprehend her motivations. Maybe she's lying. Um, so he's he's just it's consistent with him being an idiot. And like, so he's like, yeah, he's like uh, you know, he's like so maniacally focused on this, you know, getting uh, avenging his. Uh, dad he doesn't i mean like it's not always like intelligence is like perfectly correlated with morality but like an intelligent person might like you know think about the moral implications even when he's told like you have to choose between um getting your revenge and uh and uh, kindness to your people it, just, it never crosses the line. it's just like oh kill 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 avenge you you know avenge you father save you mother uh kill you fjord it's just like you know he's 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 got tunnel. this could be I mean, yeah. this could well, he does say that he says he's been sort of driven by hate his whole life like all he's yeah. ever known is hate like that's and, that, and you could be an you could be an intelligent person and have tunnel vision but there's no uh, there's no evidence he is intelligent because you know the, again like the big things that he were he can't even comprehend like his mother's motivations yeah yeah they didn't uh they didn't have the raven's progressive matrices back then so we'll never <laughs> we'll never know about the, the viking intelligence you know but but yeah my guess is they're not they're not very bright you know did you did you ever um read any of Gregory Clark's work on this on he had his um you know I'm probably butchering this to some extent but basically his claim about like how the Black Death in Europe collectively sort of raised the intelligence of that continent uh, by basically so what like a third of Europe's population died in the plague and it was primarily concentrated in the lower social classes and so the implication of this was that, like, you know, there was a, a, a ton of sort of uh, 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 elimination of sort of less educated, less capable people, right? Yeah. And so before that, you know, the I guess the implication would be that Europe used to be a lot dumber before that plague had entered and swept through. So, you know, yeah. there's uh, I thought, I thought evidence Clark's, the Vikings weren't that smart. Yeah, I see Clark's farewell to Alms. I thought it was just he had uh evidence from i don't know if he did the black death thing but i saw the thing for um uh for england um and he had centuries where the wealthier people had more surviving children so for england and then it was an explanation for the uh industrial revolution i don't i i never seen um a thing for europe as a as a whole it would um you'd have to have data for uh different regions it, it, you know the european iq doesn't seem to differ that much by region uh today i think the clark thing i mean well, it makes sense. depends on which parts of europe we're talking about i mean yeah there's, there's a, a north south i mean there's a there's a north south uh grade i don't know if it's iq I mean, it's it one standard that. deviation in italy northern and southern italy one standard deviation difference oh, I, um, I, have, I have a hard time believing that that could be that i think that there's a 
yeah, the, the some of those IQs, the showing the like really low IQs for some uh, parts of the world, they're they're uh, I don't know if they're that reliable. Uh, but anyways, I mean, I think uh, I think in southern Italy they would be relatively reliable, yeah. right? Like the data well, they maybe, have maybe, there. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, um, so yeah, so it, but 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah. So so I, I don't think the. Yeah, the Vikings were probably not bright, but they, I mean, like, for all, I, I would love to know, like, if there's any data on, like, I don't know, just from, from, like, fossils or remains or whatever from that time, like, were the Vikings even as sort of physically imposing as we imagine them to be? Because I'm imagining these sort of marauding bands of guys, like, you know, like, their whole, their whole sort of way of life is, like, you know, sort of seeming like they're living on the edge of death and, like, probably malnourished and, and, you know, sometimes starving, like, were they even bigger than the typical man or person of, of that time? Or were they sort of, like, relatively smaller in stature? You know, like, what do they look like, really? Were, yeah. were they, you know, I don't know. Did they all look like Thor? Probably not. Yeah, you. I mean, you probably can get at least height from bones. I don't know if you can get You can't get others if they're malnourished or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, keep in mind, they are, I mean, they're, they're selected into a kind of lifestyle and people who can't like live by fighting and, you know, killing people are going to not, you know, not remain Vikings for long. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can believe they were bigger than the the settled people um, who they preyed upon. I think that has to be true. Or, yeah, you know, that's true. I mean, I have read that like peasants were, were pretty in pretty bad shape too, like for a long time. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So going exactly. either way, like like nobody back then was probably in. I mean, unless you were what, like a like a nobility or royalty or something. Yeah, and they they don't have they don't even have um they don't have like literacy in this movie. That that doesn't seem like you don't see them. Do you ever see them reading anything? No, it doesn't seem like they have. Uh, <laughs> Can they read? Yeah, they yeah. don't have any of that. Like even the shaman, right? Like he doesn't. Uh, you know, there's no like scrolls or books or anything. Any kind of like parchment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was he, like uh, the sort of was there like a reading and writing culture among the Vikings? You know, no. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there wasn't. Um, there, you know, people were illiterate. You know, most people, you know, everywhere were pretty much illiterate back then. And so these people are on the edges of Europe, so they're furthest away from civilization. So they're probably some of the least likely to be uh, literate in Europe. Uh, but uh, yeah, by the way, the um, the the. Do you know? I mean, do you know how accurate like those rituals were to uh, Scandinavian history? The uh, the you know the, the wolf thing and, and all that other stuff. I mean, those were pretty cool rituals. I want to know if they're, they're yeah, yeah yeah. I mean, I I read that um, yeah that the director like studied this stuff and tried yeah. to like adhere very closely to like like he consulted like yeah Nordic study scholars and people who are experts in that history yeah. and tried to be as close as possible to what uh you know what, what is known about that time and yeah i thought it was all like very fascinating i mean i'm, I'm reading this book now about uh, the yanoama uh, uh amazonian tribe in south america and yeah it, it's like very it's just interesting like how similar these cultures who've never had contact with one another are like what that taps into in human beings about like sort of uh uh you know appointing some kind of like shamanic being who probably like eats mushrooms or takes some kind of drugs and enters some kind of spirit world and you know mm. people enter a trance and this is sort of you know this rite of passage by going through this like you know sort of psychological uh ordeal and yeah there is something like interesting and and probably it taps into something innate about that humans that that were kind of that's absent from our lives today right where we have yeah, like no sure. real contact with uh, that that kind of way of way of thinking. Yeah. By the way, you, you said the movie broke even. According to this, I'm just still looking at the Wikipedia page. Uh, it says that it grossed 33 million in the U.S. and Canada, 
30 million elsewhere for 63 million. According to Variety, the film needs 140 to cover production and 200 million to break even. So it doesn't seem like it's anywhere close to. Oh, damn. Okay. May 22nd, 2002. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I read that other one. (laughs) (laughs) So it is, uh, it's very much losing money, it looks like. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, no, no. no. Oh, I I see where I got. Well, is this where I got it? Yeah, so under the uh, on the on the right in the uh, you know the, the 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 box on the on the right side on the very bottom where it says budget and box office right next to uh, uh, yeah plot yeah so it's budget seventy to ninety million box office sixty three point nine million so yeah, yeah so like not, not quite right. yeah you need yeah. Ad, you have advertising you have I don't know you have other costs right to, uh, to yeah that's there. true it's uh. Yeah, it looks yeah like, I hope this movie doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's 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 not a financial success, but it is very much like a sort of a critical success. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, well, what's better then? What's better, sort of like making some like you know Avengers twelve and making you know half a half you, a billion you know, dollars, but right. like not you know. That's a good. That's a good point because everyone is complaining about the franchises, but it's like here's something that's awesome that was just made in 2022. That's not a franchise, and everyone loves it, and it can't come anywhere close to breaking even. It's like the stupid, you know, the stupid masses, like popcorn eating masses. <laughs> they just want like the same movie over and over again, right? Yeah. It's like the, yeah. It's like it the, is. Uh, well, okay. I wonder if this. Um, well, that's box office, right? But you said it's on Amazon Prime. So I wonder if it will manage to recuperate some of those costs by, uh, yeah, yeah through through Amazon and through streaming. Yeah, it'll add to it. I'm not an expert in this stuff. I think like it's like you know the you get your biggest hit like you know at the start of when a movie comes out. I don't know if Amazon Prime gets you like hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, yeah, I, I doubt it will get close. I'm not an expert in this. I don't know. It could become a cult yeah. hit, like you know the the reviews and people looking at listening to podcasts like this and watching people like us, you know, things can become like hot later and, you know, could uh, add to it. But yeah, I think like, yeah, I think if you get 60 million to make up another 140 million after it's been out for a few months, I think that's hard. I I think you, I think you get that either early or you don't get it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that's too bad. I think, yeah, there's something about that, that, yeah, people, I, I guess this is why, right? Like this is why the studios will only, green light movies that are based on some kind of existing property i mean all the the comic book movies and stuff but then like you know based on like children's books or like yeah, sonic the hedgehog things yeah like <laughs> and, and so it's so cool. yeah like getting getting like a you know washed up jim carrey to play dr robotnik and like i guess that's that's the kind of stuff that that sells and like making a movie like this is it is like kind of a risk now right like this is this is true everywhere about like you know wh- whether it's movies or or TV shows or books or anything, right? Like all of the, all the studios and publishers only want to bank on, on, on sure things because yeah, why take the risk? So yeah, that's too bad. But at least like, I I think this movie was probably critically acclaimed enough that the the director will be able to go on and make another, uh, you know, another film. So, yeah, I mean, he'll have, he'll have other, other chances, whether they'll give him, you know, a $70 million budget, you know, that's the yeah. question to do something awesome like this. And if yeah. not, you know, that's, unless that's, he, I mean, it would be interesting. So, so if they let him, um, do like a sort of reimagining of like Conan the Barbarian, right? Like, like if you, if you can sort of like match his vision with like some previously existing or like do like a remake or something, of, of things that have already been done, but then like, but, but according to like the way he wants to do it, I think that might be an interesting sort yeah. of a compromise 
of like, you know, we're going to redo Conan the Barbarian, but Robert Eggers is going to direct it. We're going to give him a bunch of money. And like the popcorn eating masses, as you say, like they'll, they'll watch a remake <laughs> of that movie, but it won't be the Conan the Barbarian they're expecting, right? Like it'll be some other kind of like twisted thing here. Like, like, well, like, well, you know, like the Northmen or something. Conan is a Conan the Barbarian like a, a a brand name today? I like I think even like for us like uh, you know I don't, I don't know. Like an old reference. It seems like from nineteen fifties or something like you know. No, it's like the seventies, eighties. No, that's like the seventies. I think it was, yeah. I actually, don't know when that movie came out. You know, I've yeah, never actually seen it. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's enough boomers and and yeah, maybe young people too, right? Like Arnold still has his fans. Yeah, I think it. I think it's. I think it's still. Uh, you know, strong enough to to be revived. But that was yeah, just an Arnold example. Was, you know, like I don't know, something else. You know, some Arnold other. Arnold is unusually cool. I mean, uh, the the um uh the uh, I watched Pumping Iron just like in the documentary, like just a year or two ago. Have you seen it? Uh, I I don't think so. I've seen clips. I've seen clips of 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 stuff that he said. He's a very I was, uh, I was entertaining. Talking, yeah, I was mesmerized. It was either on Prime or I think it was Prime or something like that. Um, I was mesmerized by. It. I was just like, oh, this is just this is Arnold in the seventies pumping iron with like girls all around. I mean, this is just the coolest, you know, the body, the golden age of bodybuilding. I'm like, this is awesome. I, you know, I get the Arnold is unique and you know became governor and, and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. Sad sad note. We've discovered like the reason why uh society art has been decadent like that's all the yeah that's, that's, yeah that's, like what else could he he could do like uh something else right like like uh like like redo um you know the iliad or hercules or like yeah we just sort of take like historical or historical fiction i'm just thinking but like is, if is you're not gonna, gonna be able to do an original story then at least like do something cool from another era that people are familiar with yeah. Yeah, but is the, I mean, is the Iliad like a brand name like Spider Man? Is I don't know if it's like you know, it's still something. Close to, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would yeah. love, I mean, like me and you, I would love to see like a hundred million dollar movie about like you know, uh, Song Dynasty China and like the Arab conquest and like you know everything like you know. But we're we're you know we're nerds. People just they want their they want their. <laughs> yeah, yeah, safe. yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of like yeah, yeah. Okay, so so yeah. What would people like Hercules or I don't know. Um, yeah, some some like yeah. I think Rome is still like pretty interesting Rome to the average sort of person. Cool. Rome is Rome is yeah. Rome is unique. They you can still do stuff with Rome. Um, yeah, like Gladiator yeah, was I mean, huge. So I don't know. Yeah, I think there's some some interest there. Yeah. Well, either either way, did you read Ross Dufet's book on uh, decadent culture? I've just read you know parts of it. Have yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I've I've read passages. Yeah, same here. So I think maybe does he bring this up that this is, this is the popcorn eating masses' fault, or is that we just come up with that theory? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if he comments specifically on on movies. The only thing that comes to mind with uh, Ross Douthat was about how um, like people in movies aren't having sex anymore. Did you did you read about this? Yeah, uh, I did. I think no, this- he does talk about movies and franchises. It's not like a big theme in the book, but he does mention it. And then he, I don't think he ever mentions like my theory, which is you know I guess our theory is uh, you know that it's just. You know, you can get like, you know, you can make it for the most expensive stuff, right? It's going to, you've got to make that money back and you've got to just have the broadest appeal possible, lowest common denominator. Um, and yeah, I guess that makes, that makes sense why you would do the franchise thing as things get more expensive and you've got to make the money. I also wonder how yeah. much it like, you know, it just becomes a business and like, it's not just guys who care about 
uh, you know, art, you know, I think that like, there's a, there's a sort of a financialization of everything like universities. I mean, like not, they're a joke, you know, I see uh, billboards of like USC, like get your online masters, like during, you know, <laughs> during night. And it's like, you know, USC, like we're supposedly serious schools are doing this. They would, I don't think they would have done this for the money, you know, 60 or 70 years ago, you were just preying on, you know, whoever and getting, you know, just getting paid for whatever. Um, yeah. So. Selling off pieces of your brand. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't seem to damage them. Yeah, I guess I guess this conversation took a depressing turn. But it was still a great movie. I mean, that was good. There was a sex scene in it. Ross Douthat would like this movie. There is a uh, they they, they uh, have sex in the woods. Uh, Olga and and Omleth and yeah. so yeah, there's something there's something for everyone. There is yeah. some some uh, some some female nudity, you know. Oh, male nudity too. I think don't you see Willem Dafoe's dick in this? So you know, there's something for you everyone. Do you see what? Oh, I thought I thought he was like wearing like a something. Like I, I didn't think I didn't know if it was a real I thing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Is you can just, imagine it's yeah. So yeah. everyone, yeah, go watch this movie because you want to, and then you want to vote with your pocketbook some more movies like uh, original stuff gets made. And uh, yeah, yeah. Until next go time. See it. All right. See you, Richard. <laughs>